0: week, the guys talk about why Tiger is so engaging, which covers outdo their sources, unintended consequences, whether or not your technology is actually listening to you, and hypocritical chicken joints. All that and more this
1: week on Just Press Play. Red
0: after me. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way, I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. Also got covered by Aretha Franklin in R S P E Z E C T. Find out what it means to me. Look. I want you each <laughs> to use ombudsman <laughs> in a
2: sentence next week. I got one for you. <laughs> My name is Kevin, the official Podcast. <laughs> 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 you like apples? All right. So we are recording. It's another it's another Just Press Play podcast. We're recording on Sunday afternoon and guys, there's been there was, I got lost in some preseason football like at the end of last week, and then yeah. Tiger made a run. I mean, it's just – and then I spent a, a weekend out at the lake. It's been a hell of a weekend. It's it's funny what this time of year does. It's kind of like uh, NBA Summer League for fans because yeah. you're either – your quarterback comes out and throws like a good like, – like Saquon Barkley runs the ball. His first carry goes for like 39 yards. Looked amazing in the Giants a, a yeah. game against the Browns. So then all automatically fans are like, "Woo, our, our first pick is going to be amazing. We're good. Yeah. Everything's fine. Fine. But then, if a guy like has a bad first game or something, you go, "Oh, oh, it's, it's, it's preseason. preseason, guys. It's not even real football yet." <laughs> and it's just, yeah, one person who is just in mid mid season form already is Mr. Skip Bayless, and he is fired up oh about. God. He is fired really up amazing. about my Cowboys, <laughs> and <laughs> he says that he said uh, he tweeted a few things, but he talked about the one drive where uh, the Cowboys uh, Dak Prescott threw a touchdown to the rookie receiver, and his tweet was, "How." about that Dak Prescott going deep for a touchdown to rookie Michael can really gallop lucky number 13 <laughs> here come them boys and then, and then the next, the next thing he tweeted was the Des Cloud has been lifted off this football team. It was up to Dak Prescott to set a new tone, and this was significant. And now they're going onward and upward. Dak was playing like it was the Super Bowl in the preseason. In and, and the okay, preseason <laughs> drive one against the
1: 49ers, Dak's playing like the Super Bowl. I mean,
2: okay, skip. He just, well, he skipped
1: <laughs> like Bayless. I mean, he is trafficking in hyperbole when he opens his mouth. Oh, and that's by true. the way, that's that's that was
2: all all caps. Those tweets because <laughs> because you. He Skip only tweets in all caps. He's
1: obnoxious. And the fact that he likes the Cowboys sometimes just annoys me. Makes me almost not want to like the Cowboys.
2: (laughs) And and I think I'm going to uh – I, I'll, I'll save it for a little bit because I want to get to our best and worst, but I do want to – I think the Cowboys already missed their window, and I have, I'm have i upset with the Cowboys. I'll get to that in, in a second with y'all. But okay. let's go ahead and go on to our best and worst. And I think uh, my best could kind of go into maybe your best ad. One, because it is about golf, and your your best and worst <laughs> tend to have golf in them sometimes. <laughs> but <laughs> – so not only did, did Tiger, I didn't get to watch as much because I fell asleep during it, but Tiger made a run today at the PGA Championship. But that's not my best. My best is, did y'all see how he showed up to the PGA He, he always shows up in his Sunday red. But today he showed up in a backwards hat and some sunglasses, and he looked like, oh. the, he looked like the 40-year-old dad who just bought the Bowflex for the first time. I mean, he <laughs> was looking fresh. And I thought Tigers got this thing wrapped up. I saw that on Twitter this morning about I don't know ten A. M. and I thought Tigers got it. It's over. And he came up short. But so my best is just Tiger Sporting the Backwards hat. I'm gonna put a picture up on the uh, on the show notes. But it was just it was it was funny. That's funny. Dad, okay. And then so I don't know what your best is. I, I know you watch some of the golf, but just what's your best and worst or best of the week?
1: Well, my best does have to do with golf, but it actually has to do with fantasy golf. And I will tell you that not golf that. golf really is a good fantasy sport. You know how basketball, I don't know if they play the same number of games each week. I don't think baseball same way. I don't know that they lend themselves as much as football. Football is a once a week occurrence. Right. Right. Really lends itself to fantasy play. Well, me and my buddy, big head Doug, we like to play a little fantasy golf tournaments. And, and essentially what we do is he gives me the, he gave me the first pick this time. I took Justin Thomas. He took, uh, Dustin Johnson anyway. And then you just pick till we each get five players. And all you do is just add up their scores every day. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, minus one, minus one, even, you know, and add them up, and so, but, but my best is so it's a very easy way to play a fantasy game. It's quick, easy, fun to bet on, and I kicked big head Doug's But,
0: <laughs> I mean, I
1: took him to the woodshed and whooped that ass bad. Oh. And that, and here's the thing: this is the only way I can whoop him in golf. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in a fantasy world; that's the only way. But I did whoop his buttocks.
2: Well, I will say one I I do agree with you. I think one thing that the we talked about uh what's in better shape, you know, NBA or NFL as a league and different and different stuff like that. And that's one thing the NFL has over the other leagues is that once making fantasy football so easy. We were just talking about this with uh Kelly the other day. She texts us in a group message and she might start mm-hmm. a fantasy league because it just makes it more it's it's a way to get involved with 10 to 12 other people and it's easy it's easy enough to do. I mean, sure I spend way more time researching it, probably to a fault. Like someone who doesn't do any oh, research yeah. can be just as good. Like Kelly can is just yeah. as likely to be as good as I am. And yeah, she and should it not gives take her reason now. She should just play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> should go the
1: opposite. Bizarrely fast.
2: <laughs> so she she can just sit there. And now on Sundays when she goes or when she's flipping around, she might watch the Broncos and Raiders on Sunday night because she has. Derek Carr or something like just it's a, it's a whole another reason to draw fans in and I think the NBA and MLB can't bring in the same NBA fantasy is getting better or getting bigger and more prevalent but it is it's just tougher to keep up with you yeah, got to set your lineups yeah. every single day you got to drop and add I think that's a good point day. I feel like
0: because like the fantasy league started in baseball with rotisserie baseball mm-hmm. that was the first fantasy league ever and uh well that we know of I'm sure you know in all of time ever somebody's thought of this but uh that was it how it feels became, like,
1: came to be known is rotisserie yeah, leagues in baseball
0: exactly yes, that's right. why you have like roto world magazines and stuff like that mm-hmm. um but uh but it feels like the nfl is really easy for new fans to get into football through fantasy and i feel like for longtime fans it's not as fun like i feel like uh, for a lot of people, I mean, not as a not as an objective truth, but I feel like for a lot of people, you know, being in fantasy, at least for me, feels like, well, do I pick a Raider? Because I hate the Raiders, um, and so if I pick a team that I don't like to root for, and now I have to root for their wide receiver to do well, it's just like I feel like it muddies my enjoyment of the sport, but for like somebody that doesn't really have a team or anything, I think it's just pure enjoyment, whereas like fantasy baseball is really good for the in-depth fans that have been there for you know 15 years watching the game. And so I think you've got a point of new fans come in through fantasy football, but no new fans probably come in through fantasy baseball.
1: Well, I do want to say this, interestingly enough. I'm a Cowboys fan. I don't think that's news to anybody, but I will gladly lose my fantasy matchup for my Cowboys to win. So if I've Absolutely. got... Yeah. Exactly if i got somebody going against the cowboys that i need to do well to make me win fantasy i mean i want if they can do well and the cowboys can still win that's fantastic but i'd rather my team win i hate doing that math in my head saying well you know amari cooper can get two touchdowns now
0: which is great but uh but no more than that you know i just i i feel like that takes away from my just pure enjoyment of especially in a particular situation of watching like the broncos beat the raiders but then like i have like this like kind of nagging like well but i want somebody to do- a little bit better. So, I I totally agree, but I also like Feel like that that still is a little bit difficult,
2: but so I guess to to put a bow on what we're I, I agree I have not done fantasy golf, but that is what lends the, the the funness of fantasy. And I've done different like you know FanDuel or DraftKings leagues with NBA, and it's just the fact that with golf and with NFL you set one lineup, let's go for the week, and there you are, and then you check in on Monday Sunday afternoon for golf, check in and see, add it all up. Did I win? No, yes, whatever. So and and, and so that's easy to do. It gives you a reason to. So now on Sunday, if you're watching, today was fun because Tiger's making a run at uh, Brooks Kepka yeah. But even if it's not, if it's just whoever's in the lead, you're still watching and you're still like you looking at you and Big Head Doug's. Teams and you want to say who's winning, and so it gives you that it, it pulls right. you in.
1: And I do. I and it's easy to keep up with, you the, know. I yeah,
2: do so. with uh, LJ's brings up an interesting point, and I like that of the the what it brings to different fans. Like like for for us who have a team first, and then we have our fantasy team, which a lot of people are, are this way. And I mean, I know I'll sit there and watch games with my buddies, and Davey will be like, "Well, I need the Cowboys to win, but I'd really like them. I'd yeah. like Phillip Rivers to throw three touchdowns on us or something, you know." Yeah. And so we, had, yeah. we are at Torn where someone else comes in and they don't care at all. They just want Derek Carr to throw for seven touchdowns. And, you know, yeah. and so it is interesting to me. LJ, what what do you got? So Dad's playing fantasy golf. What do you what, What's your best of the week? Well, so today was really fun. Hannah and I... Uh, just set here
0: in, in our studio and we started putting together, she's doing a camp this week where they're kind of teaching some kids how to do uh, specifically some of the songs from Hamilton. And so we're trying to put together like a fun little performance they can just do for their parents or whatever. And so we're trying to cut down Hamilton to be like an hour long and like cut the songs to be like, so we're like trying to do like dynamic things where we're remixing songs together. You're and also, then, I, uh, I talked it's to, it's to, just to been Hannah fun. a little
2: bit about this last week. You're also having to clean up a little bit, right? There's some, cause these are, these are kids, you know, bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit.
0: yeah, there hasn't been much in that uh, regard, really, because we just like, you know, not use some of those songs that are the, the super fun songs. But really, I guess that happens more later. Like we haven't gotten to the, the cabinet battles <laughs> yet, which I think are a little bit uh, difficult. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's just been fun writing music with Hannah and playing with music. I mean, manipulating more. We aren't really writing much, but, you know, coming up with manipulating music with Hannah. It's just a I fun, mean,
2: you're just, fun Sunday afternoon You're just project, in the lab, so. you know, you're in the studio just, you know, doing I mean, it, it sounds cool. Yeah. yeah well, so. Yeah. So for my worst of the week, and this it's a, it's a little it's a little dated. What well, I don't know, probably sometime last week. I don't know if y'all know who Jason Worth is. He's a uh, he played he played in the MLB for I think like ten years. He was on the Phillies when they won the World Series, okay. and after they won the World Series, he signed like some crazy deal to go to the Nationals for like 170 million, and never never quite lived up to. It. He was known after that as oh, worse the guy that got paid out of his mind, and now it's just okay. But at least that's how I always knew him. But yeah, he came on a podcast the other day and he he went on and railed on what he says is killing baseball and he says the super nerds are killing baseball all the analytic guys and it's just okay it just cracks me up <laughs> it's another one of the the players or coaches money yeah he, they're like they come in here with all their numbers and their projections and they're killing the game they're making it to where it's just computers out there why don't we just go put laptops out on the field and have them play against each other instead of players they're making baseball boring okay and it's just it, it, okay. it, it reminds me of was this John Green? Yeah, well, was was it, <laughs> it reminds me of John Green. It's it's what it reminds me of, it's it's always no one likes the guys who someone's gonna come around and they're gonna kind of revolutionize how things are and they're gonna be really smart. And no one likes that young guy who's a good, yeah. the young smart whippersnapper who might be better than you at your job because you you don't they yeah. don't want to buy into it because no one likes him because he's he's better than you. You realize that's the hot shot that's taking my job. That's who's about to do what I do better than me. yeah. And that's where John Gruden's at. That's why he didn't like. That's why the NFL people didn't really like Chip Kelly when he got in because they're like, oh no, he's that dummy that tries to do all he's that new guy, that fun. fast up tempo mm-hmm. stuff that doesn't work yeah. until all of a sudden it does and now we're running RPOs in the NFL and even Nick Saban and. Uh, Bill Belichick are like, yeah, we definitely RPOs are the future of football, and and then it's like, oh, okay, may, maybe so. Now that the old garb has said it, but when that young guy, that new guy, says it, no one likes it. And it just, I just, it, I loved hearing, or I just thought it was hilarious hearing Jason Worth come on and go, the super nerds are killing the yeah. game, all their projections. Yeah,
1: yeah, that makes me think of that guys that I think Pulaski Academy, you know, in yeah. well, in, uh, that's, in Arkansas yeah. that never wants the ball. Today. Yeah, never. And he goes for and, I mean, it. His every analytics time, yeah. tell him don't do it. Well, I and I he. Was said- that well you know he pulls the goalie for he pulls uh, the goalie he pulls the goalie uh, if Absolutely.
2: anybody listens to Malcolm Gladwell uh, well and that and that yeah. it's funny that that like everyone says, that's crazy, and he's he's insane, and this could never work. But it's working for him, and he's done them. Like, at some point, you do the math, and I guess it it does sound crazy, but like in his shtick, where fourth and twenty from his own twenty doesn't matter, he goes for it every time he goes because it either he time. gets a first down, or, on sides,
0: never punts, and always. What well, do you think
2: about that? You get uh, we always say that the turnover battle you get four downs, you get four downs, and we always downs. say if, you can go look at uh, uh, football games. Usually, the turnover battle is. Pretty consistent with winners. You can look at if they had and so but yeah. so getting if you kick five onside kicks, if you get three of them, that's essentially three turnovers. And sure, you're shortening the field a little bit, but maybe yeah. on one of those drives you get an, another turnover, like one where they didn't receive it. You get them to throw an interception. So it just you're creating more opportunities. I I kind of I like it. I, you gotta be ballsy to try that. I think some people wanted uh, the Razorbacks to go for that coach and bring them bring him
0: into yeah. college. Yeah, that, but... I remember that. Yeah, I lived mm-hmm. in Little Rock at the time that uh, uh, I guess Petrino might have been getting hired. But uh, yeah, um,
1: well, you know, old school. The people that like old school, the most are generally <laughs> old. And I mean, I say that, and I'm an old school kind of guy. But you know, new and new and better does happen, and you just gotta yeah. you got to be able to bend what you. Gotta. And I think I think we'll to we'll touch
2: it. on a little of that here in a little bit. I think we're gonna talk about some old old songs getting covered and some originals and stuff like that. with some new school, but mm-hmm. LJ, what, what do you have for your worst of the week?
0: Uh, okay. So Netflix is, uh, mighty close to losing my patronage. Uh, um, well, so I, uh, watched Hulu for a long time. And what I really, uh, left Hulu for was I was paying for it, but still having to watch ads periodically. And so I was like, then why am I even paying for it? If you know, blah, blah, blah. Netflix, on the other hand, had this, uh, had this fantastic feature where, uh, it would just automatically play the next episode and it would never put ads up. It was always just your show and it would just go. And then after like three, four episodes, it'd make sure you're still alive. But otherwise it would, you know, you yeah. never have to hit anything for hours at a time. So now what's happening to me, at least, is I'll be watching The Office and every single episode, I have to decide, do I want to watch a 30-second ad for Last Chance U or find the remote and skip it? And so they're taking away. They're putting an ad. Like, I I actually think I'd like Last Chance U, but the fact that I have to watch a 30-second episode between every episode of The Office, both on my living room TV and my bedroom TV, it really makes me not want Wait, to watch that show. is this shit.
2: something like, new really they're doing where they don't me. just... It doesn't automatically play the next episode of The Office anymore? Yeah. So I think what I happens, might have at least on my briefly, TV,
1: maybe... The other day... So so what happens I to me, it, but I don't want, yeah, go ahead.
0: What happens to me is, uh, I'll be watching the office and then the episode ends and instead of going to credits, it goes to a picture, you know, like, uh, of the cast or whatever. And it says, we hope you're enjoying the office. And it has like a little countdown timer that says like forty-five seconds. And it says, "We hope you're enjoying the office, but first check out this new show or whatever." And then it'll show a thirty-second ad for Last Chance You. It's always Last Chance You. That's U. the big thing they're pushing right on uh, football, you know. Yeah, and so uh, so it's a thirty-second ad that I it is skippable, but I have to skip it every single time. If I watch it once, then it still puts up the card. It doesn't show me the credits, which that also kind of offends me as somebody that would be in the credits for uh, a show based on my job. The fact that they're just killing the credit so they can show an ad for Last Chance you is really annoying, but but also it's just, I don't know, it's an extra click that I have to do that they've taken away from me. And I, you know, it doesn't, the bill only goes up, but it doesn't mean I get less, uh, and their argument could be, well, it's not like an ad for Charmin, like it's relevant ads. We think you'll like this show, but it's still like, well, I don't know.
2: It really, it bothers me. Uh, another thing Netflix does that bothers me it's, it's, is as soon as I, as soon, if I go in my computer right now and I type in Netflix and pull it up and it'll ask me. Me, you know because i'm i'm with dad thing, so it'll ask me who i am you click on it and then instantly yeah it starts playing like that that ad right or not ad because it's not an ad it's a trailer yes. but last chance you or whatever but it's the trailer and it starts playing and sometimes it's loud yeah. i'm like no i don't want i don't want to watch the trailer right now i know exactly yeah. what i'm going to yeah so i'm with you and it yeah. i i'm interested to see where streaming goes so disney announced they're coming out with their soon they've kind of rolled out new details on their new streaming service which will it'll pretty much be yeah all disney movies and shows like cartoons and stuff, everything, the animated series. And then they're going to have, since Disney is ESPN, they'll have the ESPN stuff. And ESPN's going big into, I kind of like what they're doing right now, where they're buying up a bunch of smaller, not like the big stuff like NBA and NFL. They've already got a lot of that, but now they're trying to go get like the EPL and the soccer stuff and and the boxing and so all these different things to where if you want to watch the Pacquiao fight or the UFC fight, you have to pay the five bucks a month for ESPN just for that. Whatever They're trying to get each little niche, and then eventually they just want everyone to have a reason to have to get their app yeah so i think it's smart but i just wonder when we're going to get yeah. to the point because when are we going to get to the point where we're because we're cutting the cord because we don't want to pay a 100 whatever dollars for our direct tv but now i'm paying 10 yeah. for netflix 5 for disney 12 yeah. for hulu for netflix, 18 yeah. for hbo go all amazon yeah, Prime so, is 99 a year or whatever. so all yeah. of a sudden we're, we're we cut our, our our we have no bill that's 120 dollars, but all our bills together end up because we have 18 different subscriptions I just think it's funny. It, that's the next wave, I guess, we're going to figure out is you have to choose. Am I a Netflix well, guy? Or am it, I a Hulu it guy? It kind
0: of goes back to what we were talking about. It it kind of goes back to uh, last week we were talking about. So you're paying all this money and it ends up being less than a cable bill, but you spend half your time on Netflix just looking at a wall of selection. So you're not even <laughs> yeah, having cable yeah. is almost worth the extra 20 bucks that you're not paying um, and just cancel all the streaming services. I don't know. But uh, it, it, it's know. coming. It's, it's just. I agree, though, Kevin. I think you're right, too. We're moving to a future where like, I'm only going to pay for a couple subscription services. So I'm going to be left out of shows. Like, you know, people will be talking about whatever, you know, The Handmaid's Tale. Everybody talks about The Handmaid's Tale. I've not seen it because I don't have Hulu. And so I can't like talk to any of my theater friends about this highly theatrical T V show because I just I don't want another show. And service. some of the ones so, that I've you know, that are, are yeah, doing totally that to right.
2: me are like the uh the, the show the shows that come on Showtime. I think billions and there's another one that I wanted to watch, but both of them are yeah. on Showtime and I yeah. don't have Showtime and I just I'm left out of those. And if yeah. you're not a HBO go person then right. you're left out of the hard knocks. But if you're Netflix and you have the last chance too. So it's just yeah it's funny what you have and don't have. You you become yeah. a, a Hulu guy or a Netflix guy or Amazon Prime guy, you know.
0: I wonder what'll be the Coke and what'll be like the, the hmm. Max Cola of of streaming services like in 20 years what are we looking at and saying oh well they've got you know netflix or they've got hulu or they've got sling tv or whatever and all i've
2: got at home is you know whichever of the other
0: ones that you have
2: i think it's got so it's to me it seems like prime amazon is just they're they're smart i think they'll figure out a way to make they'll probably partner up with one of the big ones like a hulu or something
0: the problem with prime though is i i spend a lot of time on prime because you know it's the thing i probably pay the most for of streaming stuff and the only reason i really have it is because it has that plus the two-day shipping plus the you know it has like a million things that are the music yeah. like there's a million little things but none of them are as good as one uh specialized thing like their streaming service isn't as good as netflix their music service isn't as good as spotify or tile yeah. um God, you know you, you can, know what
1: that sounds like what's that that sounds like walmart is yeah what it sounds like. it is, i mean it is the internet's I mean, walmart it's they've got I mean, a little bit of everything but it's none of it's the great stuff and that was like kmart before them so yeah. a, amazon well, that's what i think the Walmart of the internet. You the,
0: know. the It's uh, the common a- analogy that goes around here in Chicago is that Amazon killed Sears uh, because they are just an updated Sears
2: is literally all they are. Amazon um, it, it is so, the Walmart of, of um, the internet. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, we're, we're getting long-winded on Best and Worst. Dad, you, you got a Worst of the Week?
1: Yeah, mine is, and it's a little bit of a downer, but uh, it's also related to cancer. I don't know if you noticed, if you watched any of the PGA Tour, they were all wear, wearing yellow ribbons uh, today, and all except Tiger was interesting, and Tiger wore yellow ribbon on Thursday, I believe. But uh, anyway, let me tell you why, and then I'll tell you why Tiger didn't. But my Worst is uh, a, a kid, a guy named Jared Lyle. He was 36. He died of leukemia, and apparently he was good friends with many uh, on the PGA tour, uh, he had fought leukemia twice before in his life and had got it into remission and decided that he was going to take no more treatment and go on palliative care, which I didn't look that up, but I assume is like hospice perhaps. Um, and anyway, yeah. it's just yeah. cancer sucks and F it just cancer. does. And As a matter of fact, one of the, well, that there, there is a hashtag yeah. F cancer, uh, side and you know, I don't know that I know a lot of people find that word offensive, but that's a damn good time to yeah. use it. Because F cancer, yeah. it just sucks. There's nothing good about it. And what what's his name? And anyway, that was Jared my Lyle. worst. Jared Lyle. Jared Lyle. He's he's Australian. I, under, I understand he and Adam Scott, who played with Brooks Kepka today. Uh, they were in the round together because they were, they were close in score. And uh, he was a good friend of Adam Scott's. He's from Australia. He's a portly fellow that was really great at golf. Very gregarious, fun. You know, you would, uh, the video. I'll, as a matter of fact, I've got a, a link to a video that we'll put on our on her site to see who jared law was seemed like a a really good guy 36 he was 36 36 so and uh leaves behind a wife and two young so tiger tiger
2: didn't wear the ribbon
1: well he didn't wear the ribbon today and i and i remember asking tammy because she was sitting here watching it in between naps (laughs) we were watching the you know the pga and um she said, well, you know, Tiger always right. wears red and black on Sunday, period. And most of the guys, well, everybody I saw was wearing it, but they had on white caps or whatever. And, and I mean, Tiger's in red and black. And I don't know, maybe the yellow would be odd. He always wears red and black. So I'm not really holding it against Tiger uh, for not. It's odd that he did wear it on Thursday and didn't wear it. And maybe Friday, I don't know, but huh. didn't wear it today. But he was one of the few that was not wearing the little yellow. It's the yellow ribbon that's kind of like Race for the Cure. I know, you know, the, yeah, I know the ribbon. Like- your,
2: yeah. the little ribbon you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah. So, so, so you're but, saying but I, anyway,
1: long story short, I, my worst if it's a fashion is, is choice,
0: that. that's that's fine. I don't know. That seems like I, it seems like a weird thing all around. I you know I'm not uh, necessarily trying to call you out or anything. I'm just curious. I,
1: well I I think I would uh, yeah. probably have worn it. I mean as far as I can tell the guy seemed like a good guy. Uh but noticeably Tiger the was not wearing face the ribbon golf and most I don't know that all were the biggest face in golf. And uh and boy he made a run if y'all want to get into that. It was very it was really interesting golf today. And that might some people might find that to be a <laughs> yeah. complete misnomer interesting golf,
0: but it really was. I too um, like watching dust flow you know, so. uh, blow around in my hallway. So <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well dad if you if you would real quick is Tiger back boy it looked like it Kev it, I mean it looked like it he uh interestingly enough he he hit no fairways uh in in his, his first drive, he couldn't holes. drive right but he, he was not right? driving good he couldn't he man, he was over to the right he's over to the left he was in the rough and you know okay LJ I know you play a very little very golf little. but I mean yeah. the rough that these guys are, are hitting out of it's not like <laughs> the rough we hit yeah. out of I mean it's it's deep yeah. grass it's tough yeah. and so, but Tiger was grinding away and he got within I think one stroke of the lead at one time. Wow. And so I think anyway, that's I think what he ended was, up
2: losing by a stroke. Uh,
1: maybe two. I think it was two strokes. But but what happened was, I think it was 16. He made a, a hell of a shot. I, I may be getting a little wrong here on my holes, uh, but he I think it was a par 3, 16. He knocks it within about four foot of pin, knocks it in for a birdie. He is fired up. So he goes to 17, gets his driver out. And, and honestly, like, if you play golf, you know, it he, he probably swung a little too hard. It sliced to the right, it got over in a hazard, and he had to hit out of the hazard. It buried up, you know, down in the mud. Yeah, and on PGA, you can't touch your ball. Yeah, I mean, and in a hazard, you can't touch your ball for sure. You play it, but so he had to hit it out of that hazard. Yeah, and he kind of fell to pieces in the very last thing. He did birdie 18. Um, and I boy, Tiger does look like he's back, and like him, not that's good for golf. I mean, you should have heard the, the gallery erupting for him. Now that Brooks Kepra Kepkra Kepka I mean he is a Kepka. I'm sorry. He is a he's a boat up. These guys that are the good golfers now, they're not I'm They're telling you, Tiger, skinny Tiger kind of changed Tigers? that. He
2: came in and was a little, and he started getting kind of buff. And some people even say Tiger got, it's kind of like that in basketball. Like you, at some point, too much muscle can affect your
1: shot or swing. Yeah. But you do see some of these golfers now are, I, are rocked up. I'll, count, I'll counter that with Brooks Kepka. <laughs> too much muscle must not affect your swing is too he, bad. Yeah.
0: Albatross or hole in one guy from like a few weeks back?
1: He hit an albatross. Yeah. That's it, he hit yeah. an albatross. We talked about that Masters, on an earlier a podcast. Yeah. May have been. May have been. But he's a big, strong uh, kid. Uh, Played really well today. Justin Leonard. Hell, uh, Brooks uh, Kepka uh, looks
2: like he might have played some linebacker back in the day. Oh, man, he (laughs)
1: looks like a linebacker. I'm (laughs) telling you. uh, I think he's here to stay. But Tiger – tiger is good for golf but this was the pga i think this was the last pga the championship of the year yeah so there'll be other tournaments but this is the probably the biggest one we have left and it it was fun to watch entertaining golf
2: it's just more entertaining when tiger's at least in the run for it he doesn't have to win it is tiger so engaging
0: is tiger so engaging just because he's so good or is there like it's also Uh, the comeback
2: story to it a little bit like it's It's one just how he was because there was a comeback
1: Well, LJ, he was so good I mean, he was He was knocking Jack Nicholas's records Out left and right And we're like Oh my This kid was amazing And I do think his race Brought You know, he I think he's actually He's multi-ethnic I think he had An African-American father And an Asian Or Polynesian mom Correct Um, But but he's of dark skin color So I think that African-Americans And other dark-skinned people Which there's dark-skinned people In golf, don't get me wrong. Right. But historically. But I think it brought some of them to it yeah. that were not previously involved in it. So he brought a whole new audience. Um and he was polarizing probably to the old old guard. He was polarizing, who's this young black man that's, you know, doing sure. so good at golf. So it was it brought a lot of attention to the game and he was incredible. Yeah. Well incredible. it's kinda of like
2: it's kinda of like like dad still has that emotional tie, I would say, to like Michael Jordan when he talks about Michael Jordan. The same way probably mm. my generation will Say about LeBron James because they're the best in the league at the time, and mm-hmm. so Tiger was that not that long ago. Tiger was the best thing; like no one had ever seen yeah. that on a golf course. And then yeah. it's the whole thing of can he get back? Like can he bounce back from this? Because he he went to the bottom of the bar- I mean, you know this, but he do went do y'all so remember out of favor. Mike
1: Tyson? Yeah, do you yeah. remember Mike Tyson Absolutely. at all? Of course, Mike yeah. Tyson was unbeatable. Yeah, I mean he had this persona; everybody was scared of him. And then he finally got beat, and then he got. Beat several more times. I'm it's still like uh, about What was the girl? The uh, UFC girl, Ronda Ramsey, <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Remember, she could not be beat. Then she got beat by Holly somebody, and then hell, everybody beats her. So he, you know, he became fallible. But and then his wife, I think, beat the hell out of him with a seven iron. <laughs> you know, which was I don't know. It's sad, but a little funny and whatever. And and now he is coming back. So it's a it's a good story.
0: I think that's an interesting though uh, to to go on. What my thought was is I feel like great isn't necessarily what attracts uh, people to players necessarily. I think Mike Tyson's a pretty good example of, I mean, obviously the best person around at the time and people just did not like him. Right. I mean, he was also an asswipe uh, if I remember correctly.
1: Uh, yeah. and, and I yeah, hope he doesn't he listen. Was. Uh,
0: but, uh, <laughs> but then like I'm ta- Tiger
1: or Mike, <laughs> Mike,
2: um, Tiger can listen. I, very I, poss- think I I wouldn't be shocked if they're both listening. I bet Tiger's <laughs> on his way home right now. Like, let me check out. <laughs>
0: Let me check out the boys. <laughs> Tom Brady's within the spectrum of the greatest football players to have ever existed, I think. And I don't think he's very well liked. I don't think greatness is necessarily like I think it's got maybe a lot more to do with like the other factors you were talking about, Dad, like racially that like makes him a more intriguing story than just being really good at golf, I think. I don't know. Well,
1: oh, But he was really good at yeah, golf. Absolutely. I mean, I, know, I mean, he was like a generational talent. No well, yeah, absolutely. You
2: don't think Tom Brady's that well liked, but I mean, there's the Tom. I, 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 maybe as a human being, people don't know or like him, but yeah, that's a fair point.
0: I'm really close to football and I'm very distant from golf, so I'm looking at him from do, two different vantage points. So you're probably that's Tom Brady's still polarizing.
2: There's the the truth, I, like the Tom Brady put the like banged the table. He is the best quarterback ever, and I and it, it's even turned to. I I'm just, not even a Patriot guy, and I still am like I'm Tom Brady is the best thing I've ever seen at quarterback. I just feel like public
0: perception has more to do with like Deflate Gate and stuff like that. Is as, as false as I think Deflate Gate. Was, I think that has more to do with public perception of him than Super Bowl rings maybe I don't know and and again I totally different vantage point than I have with golf so that you're you've got a fair point to even uh, mention that I don't know I just I, I will
2: I, I will say I think dad brings up I, I think a lot of it was just his, his Tigers greatness at golf that makes him so polarizing but then I do think yeah. he brought a whole different fandom to the game that thought because it, it's just like I'm it, there's this three white guys talking about it so who I don't know for sure but it, at one point you just to when If you turned on golf, if you were a young younger black kid, you turned on golf. You just didn't see anyone you didn't see that looked anybody
1: like you. Like you. Well, and I, now all and, of a sudden, not only and do and you see someone that, that looks like that you,
2: but you see the person that looks like you. Him is kicking dominating, ass. like beating people by. And 10 it wasn't strokes. that long
0: ago. It wasn't that long ago that a guy that looked like Tiger Woods wouldn't be allowed on a golf course either. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think we're that
1: not it's, that far away in history. Yeah, right. But that's why I think he was so polarizing because I mean, what was golf? It was kind of a bunch of middle aged white guys. I mean, that's that's what it was. And so I think there was some of those guys that probably resented this young black man coming on and 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 beating them at their own game. Yeah. So he polarized them, and then the and then a lot of the, the people of color loved him because he was beating the middle aged white guys. So it was it was a he 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 brought a lot of people's interest to the game whether they hated him or they loved him. He also either what
2: he also had that that Jordan s Kobe s thing where like he just had that look on his face like I'm just about to dominate. I'm like even when he was losing. You still felt like he was about to come back and it was like the players the golfers he was going against on sunday even thought oh shit tiger's about to come back and beat me yeah and it was just yeah. and then he did it like he looked like he would do it and then, and then he, he did, he did it. it and now he's well, falling fourth quarter, and Tom see, Brady. yeah It's just now you want to see if he can get that back at least that's scared. what i want to yeah. see yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah me too yeah me first too.
0: place on sunday needs to be scared again that was that was good <laughs> i agree with that
2: so we ready to. I, what do y'all want? Y'all want to go to covers and originals? We talked about it before, and do y'all have sure. some? I have a little bit, but do y'all think y'all have plenty? I don't of have to talk. a lot. I mean, honestly, because I hadn't really thought about it. I know well, let's we've brought it
1: up. I've got a few, and uh, uh, we talked about something earlier, LJ, you and I, about the be a cover versus original one. What? Hallelujah! The, the song, oh yeah, Hallelujah. Jeff Buckley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Leonard, Leonard Cohen. Cohen. Uh, yeah. that blah blah blah. That's on the, list, yeah, on, on the list, I
0: believe. It wasn't on my
1: list, but well, yeah, we can talk about It's On my list. <laughs> so so a, a subject that we that we brought up year, months ago, we're going to discuss or whatever. I don't know. Come on, well, host. I've seen, yeah, seen, seen if y'all are ready. to get You're going to get a damn pay decrease if you don't start working <laughs> well, a little harder.
0: I don't want Kevin to have to owe us money, though.
1: <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> you're about to pay us to do this.
0: <laughs> a percentage decrease I could deal with, but like an actual hard number decrease, that might be a problem. <laughs>
2: So, so a topic that we we touched on a while back, ago, and we've we wanted to get on some more, and we always it ends up getting put shoved to the past because we we think of something else to talk about that's more relevant time wise. But it's it's covers and originals, and and it's I think what we kind of touched on before were some of our favorite covers versus originals, and what makes a good cover. I just wanted to. It seems like to me, uh, Jimi Hendrix is like when I I just like Googled around. Like if you just type in covers and originals, it seems like Jimi Hendrix. And All Along the Watchtower pulled up a lot. Is that what, in your eyes, what's the best cover of a song? Do y'all have one? I will
1: say that I would agree that probably All Along the Watchtower by Jimi Hendrix, which was a Bob Dylan song, Mm -hmm. is probably the best cover uh, that was better than the original. And I can tell you another person that agrees with me, and that would be the writer of the song, Bob Bob Dylan. I mean, I've not talked to Bob myself, but I've read several (laughs) times that uh, Bob Dylan agreed that Jimi Hendrix's version of All Along the Watchtower was the, was the, Cezanne of uh, of which which is an artist that took a long time. This is another thing that LJ and I were talking about. A, sorry, a Gladwell podcast, but <laughs> that they kept remaking it and remaking it until it, it was fantastic. And I think that's agreed broadly that it's one of the best covers of a, of an original song. Jimmy's
0: definitely defines the song. There's no doubt about it. I mean, when Bob Dylan changes the way he performs it to to accommodate a cover that he's heard of his own song, that's high praise Catch for sure. Son. Does you does a cover no
2: it needs to, to me, it needs to to be a really good cover. It, it, you don't just redo a song. You you need to like redo it with a different, absolutely, a different way to it. And I think what like, like what's interesting is like someone like a Tom Waits. I've seen him get covered a lot, and it's, it was kind of because he wrote yeah. amazing stuff, but it might not be celebrated by but certain it fans. Like yeah, well, <laughs> the, his voice might not might not grant the same. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but just fans can't get grab gravitate to it as much as when you hear mm-hmm. it from like a someone you like playing it and you realize, holy cow, there's genius in this. And I just would have never listened to it because I'm not drawn to Tom Waits. And I think that's what a cover needs to... Right, because he sounds like gravel with acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> Cover's about necessity. It's like finding well, a song that needs to be revisited, redone, and like reinvented a little bit.
1: Yeah. Let me give one slight okay, counterpoint okay. to that. Weezer, Weezer just redid yes, Africa right. by Toto. Okay, And Weezer did it very much like Toto did it. It. Almost I the mean, same, yeah. Yeah, Africa was a great song no. by Toto. You have not yeah. heard of it, LJ? No, I haven't heard
0: Weezers. I've heard Toto's. You,
1: if, you, if you heard <laughs> Weezers, it would sound much like... You might think it's Toto's. So then why do it's, it? Well, I... I think that's a fair point, but it's a really good song and they redid it. They didn't try to overdo it. Sometimes you can overdo. I do think that I'm with you guys that if you're going to cover an original, put some twist to it, do it, you know, arrange think, it a little differently.
0: I would say my caveat so, is if your, your goal in covering a song is to get it to a wider audience, but I don't think you can get a much wider audience than Toto's Africa has. I mean, it's like it's an Internet meme right now. It's. One of the most popular songs to have ever existed, so I feel like Weezer covering it didn't bring it to a new audience, and and didn't. I mean, I haven't heard it, so I don't know, but probably didn't bring it to a very new audience, and also probably didn't uh do anything new with it. So it's just it doesn't seem like there's a point to doing well, that. Well, and
2: I'm opinion. so this is coming from someone who is not a musician, and I'm not talented when it comes to singing or playing the guitar. But if 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 I'm if I'm an if I'm a musician and I want to when you when you're gonna cover a song to me that's you paying tribute to a song that you you love that you found beauty in and yeah. you want to bring yeah. it to your fans how they would hear it in your voice so like you're trying to bring that that Toto song like maybe if the, the fans it didn't reach before you want to redo it and show people this is a beautiful song and you want to bring it like I just saying yeah. you want to bring it to more fans yeah. so I think Toto or weezer just doing it the same way doesn't really do it just like well don't do it if you're not gonna try to put your own spice on it I don't see why I unless do
0: it. it's like a unless it's like a b-side from Robert Johnson or something that like people rarely listen to then I absolutely can get behind the idea of you just doing the song to to give them- that artist, maybe a spotlight that they never had. Um, like for example, uh, Eric Clapton doing, I shot the sheriff, basically bringing Bob Marley into America and uh, in the the spectrum of American pop music, I think is, that's a valid reason to just cover a song as is instead of changing it up. But, uh, but when the artist is, as big, if not bigger than you are, then it I think that feels like a waste. Well, I do what let's
1: name some songs. I wanted
0: to say my my absolute I think the cover to me that defines the original, um, and you guys have heard me say this before, is the Fuji's Killing Me Softly is I think the only version of that song that I hear when I think of any part of that and I've I've heard both the Lori Lieberman and the Roberta Flack versions, um, but that song is the Fuji's version. That's just the only way that it exists.
1: Wow. But let me so I first heard Heard Roberta Flack do it. And Roberta Flack, I would guess, did it. Let's see. It became a number one hit in 73 with Roberta Flack. So I was eight years old. Sure. But that's what I heard. And that version is amazing. I, I've heard Lori Lieberman's who wrote it. Right. Uh, by the way, as we know. But uh but boy the Fuji's, I think you're right. I think that is that defined the song. To- and I
0: and I to to talk about what we were saying, I like I mean Lauren Hill, uh, lending her beautiful voice to anything is just a gift. But then uh the way that they produced that song where it was just it was just Lauren Hill and a drum track and a Wu-Tang sample every now and again, the bam 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 And that's it. That's the whole song. And then Wyclef yelling in the background, which we could do with it out, but whatever. But it was just those four elements. And and that really, I think, showed the poetry of that song and really showed the beauty of it. And it like let it shine in a new way. And that's why I think that is such a valid cover and a good reason to cover.
1: Super interesting note on that song that I had. And I've said this wrong for years. Lori Lieberman says it was born of a poem she wrote after hearing Don McLean sing Empty Chairs. I always thought it was him singing "American Pie," which which could delineate a lot of people's yeah. lives. Yeah, but it was in fact his song "Empty Chairs" that Lori Lieberman wrote that song about. That killed her softly. So that killed her softly. So what, what's what's
2: what's uh, what's another one that um, what's one for you where the cover kind of defined the original or just changed the way you view i can when they took over the song almost
1: well i mean i, I don't know how many people would feel about this but big yellow taxi that the counting oh, crows did that was a johnny mitchell it, song yeah. if you've ever heard johnny mitchell it's just it's a different song and johnny mitchell great but she was a, 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 a was a folk artist of renown yeah back in probably the early 70s late 60s yeah. and I, I would say I would that guess.
0: that version of it is pure early 70s folk. Like, it's just fun, it's light, but it's, it's powerful yeah. and has a message. But I agree with you. Counting Crows made that song in my They
1: nailed mind. it. They... Killed it! It was so fantastic. Yeah. So I've got several more to, to talk about, but, but that one, Vanessa. Uh, let me bring up one answer. one more real quick. That it, since we brought up Prince uh, earlier, nothing compares to you. I think yeah. Sinead O'Connor covered. I had no it idea that was a cover. She, oh went, yes, she yeah. covered it and did it excellently. Yeah, but yeah. if you've ever heard Prince's version, I actually I like Prince's As version he's wearing better. Hello, shirt. I'm a uh, Prince well, fan,
0: and I, but I think that's valid. I think uh, Prince did it better. <laughs> I just think Prince has such a big catalog I think, that I think it's Prince did it better. It's not in his top 15 songs but it's Sinead's only song that you've ever heard so
1: what is the other one that uh, Chaka Khan redid uh, oh uh, uh, feel for you feel for you is it feel for you I think so which is a Prince song I mean Prince is I I mean the preeminent artist of of my life I will say that you know because Led Zeppelin who would almost be in that conversation they were a little early uh, in my listening listening ship Prince was the preeminent artist of my lifetime so far but anyway I don't want to get stuck on that but I wanted to say nothing compares to you and uh, Big Yellow Taxi or two that stand out.
0: I've got one more we're throwing out that's not. I I don't think like it defines the original for the the mass, but I think for the three of us it probably does. Is uh and and this is a throwback to the guy that we're saying might be the best cover artist of all time. Jimi Hendrix wrote the song Little Wing, and then Stevie Ray Vaughan's Little Wing is maybe the best song ever written. It's just and with no words. It's just beauty. It's that is the second one I have
1: listed on my list. I agree. Stevie Ray Vaughan killed Little Wing. Just Killed it You know And it Amazing And no yeah. words right Jimi yeah. Hendrix There were there were lyrics yeah. to Little yeah. Wing I don't know Little Wing with lyrics really no, I know Stevie Ray Vaughan's It's
0: a version. six and a half minute guitar solo As far as I'm you
2: concerned You know a cover
0: that it's I recently
2: best. Stumbled upon And I, I think it's well known So y'all may have already heard this But And Jolene by Dolly Parton Has been covered a lot Like there's If you just type in Jolene covers There's like Miley Cyrus There's like yeah. a list of The top 20 Jolene covers Like different yeah. Renditions But the White Stripes performed it I don't know if this it it was it's so good it's like in a rock version really and that Mm. goes back to what i think me and lj talked about okay where it it brings it brings that that into a rock genre into a whole different fandom of of group and like you hear it and it's it was it blew my mind i thought that sounds i kind of had that the look y'all had i was like white stripes and jolene that's weird so i pressed play on the youtube video and my gosh it blew me away
1: yeah jack white and the white stripes you know what Incredible, yeah. Jack White's semi top five
0: artists of Uh, any. You know, he
1: may be in mine, LJ. He is absolutely incredible. He's a genius. And and while you're saying that, I have to. Do you know he wrote "Fell in Love with the Boy"? Yeah, that Josh Stone remade so soulfully and so cool. Yeah, but and I like Josh Stone's version better than the White Stripes. But yeah, I mean,
0: but that's one of those ones where her slowing it down and doing it just a little bit differently, a little bit simpler, it, it let the poetry shine in something that felt frivolous when Jack white sang it and then when you just let it work then yeah mm-hmm. I agree with that um she
1: found the song I think yeah. she found the song
0: well and and I think where you're getting that terminology I don't think we've mentioned it have we uh or did we mention Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley we have air? not
1: mentioned it yet that's
0: no. Leonard Cohen wrote one of the most amazing songs of all time and uh I don't care unless J- Jeff Buckley singing it uh Hallelujah is by Jeff Buckley just the just the intro guitar is iconic to that song to me. And that's mm-hmm. a Jeff Buckley creation. And, uh, dad, I don't know if you've ever listened to, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, <laughs> uh, but the story where they talk about really? dad, who, who? Mal- <laughs> Malcolm Gladwell, he's an author. I think you'd like him. Uh, I've been reading him for years. I don't remember who introduced me to blink, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, uh, it's an amazing stroke of luck as you'll learn if you listen to that episode of that podcast. But, uh, but it's, yeah, that song is so iconic and the Leonard Cohen version, I bet most people haven't heard it because it's just, not
1: a, it's just not yeah jeff buckley found when you the song. hear yeah. when you yeah. think
2: of uh, try to put your eye and maybe you can kind of lj but put if you're in the shoes of the person whose song is getting redone is there ever a feeling yeah. like why the hell did you think that my song needed fixing or changing like do you think there's ever that or is it just i think is there ever just like is it all just that's awesome
1: until the paychecks roll in i well, think I until the paychecks say, from roll so that's
2: definitely <laughs> a big factor but i would say
0: artists are more ego driven than paycheck driven at least it's seems to me they're great ones or at least great ones are um and and that's not always true there are some really great paycheck motivated artists but anyway i digress uh i would say that like when the when the first cover rolls in or you first hear the cover of your song you probably think wow that's amazing that i've affected somebody in that way and then when jeff buckley's version uh actually makes money you have two choices you can either think and i think they both happen you can either think Screw this guy! That was my song. You yeah. ruined it, and I don't understand why people like this garbage. Or you can think I can't believe that somebody turned something I did into something this amazing. Um, yeah, and and I I bet both of those happen. I, I bet you go through cycles as you listen to that as you age. Well, you don't you think cycles. an
1: artist? I think an artist would be should be happy if their art helped encourage an art that maybe even better than theirs was. You know uh, if, if yeah. they got someone's creative juices flow into a yeah. level that Buckley's did that yeah. made a, a, a something that's enduring th- yeah, th- mean, th- that would that would stroke my ego
0: I would think you know. so uh but then I would also I mean I I know some artists that are very uh
1: protective
0: uh, yeah protective I think is a very good word where it's like you know it's kind of like somebody took their kid and put makeup on it and now everybody's saying the kid's beautiful and it's like this kid was beautiful mm-hmm. the whole time like I like you're wrong to try to make it up into something you know You know, you could you could consider Jeff Buckley's Hallelujah as a as a bastardization of Leonard Cohen's, you know, 10 years in the writing of a masterpiece that that had so many evolutions. Um, And he he just made it soft and pretty and cut out a lot of the. more difficult stanzas and stuff like that, so I could see where Leonard Cohen would be like that. You've you've taken something that I've worked my entire life on and just prettied it up and and then presented it and said it was yours. Well, I mean, not I, that he ever said it wasn't. Leonard I just Cohen's,
2: know I, I like L. J. saying. I think uh, musicians like athletes. There's there's some there is ego driven where they want to be the best. And when when I, I don't know like I don't I'm not saying Dolly Parton's mad at Whitney Houston for redoing "I Will Always Love You," but when you look at that song, I think. Part of you might be upset that when people go, let's search I Will Always Love You on Spotify, they might be more apt to click Whitney Houston's than Dolly Parton's. You're like, no, that's my damn well, song. hers, I'm sure, comes up first. I bet it comes up first on Spotify as the Whitney Houston version.
1: I, I knew uh, it as Whitney does. Houston. probably does. But Dolly, Dolly Parton, Parton was amazing. Dolly Parton did yes. it right. Oh, she it was did. amazing. But I didn't did even know. It. I had never even heard. It but Whitney, Whitney Houston's was more. Whitney Houston's was more heard, amazing. I had I not bet. heard the Dolly
2: Parton that. one until LJ compiled a little list so I I didn't have to go searching through stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, this Dolly Parton's the original one? And then I listened to the Dolly Parton one. I was like, wow, this is fantastic too. I will say, so... On on Dolly Parton, uh,
0: she was such a, a caricature of of a person. By the time that I was old enough to know who she was, that I didn't trust that any of her music was any good. But she was just famous for you know a multitude of other things, <laughs> um, ample other things, I guess we could say. Um, but uh, so so I never trusted her as an artist, and like didn't really get into listening to her until like about a year ago, and I'm just blown away by her talent oh. and her songwriting ability. Like Jolene that you mentioned is such. An amazing song it's, that I would have never listened to had I not just accidentally had That's kind
2: that. of funny. I'm in the same boat, I think. I didn't realize I was in the same boat, but I just kind of Dolly Parton was just like, that's she's just famous and she's, I don't know, she might be good, but I think it was just kind of if you were, if you liked her, you liked her. And I just never really listened to her. And then she's all of she's the Dixieland Stampede. Yeah. Is and then all of a sudden, I listened to her, I was like, necessary. oh my God, this right. is an amazing song. I still yeah. I think I like the Whitney Houston one better, yeah. but Shh. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I agree. But
1: well, I mean, what's not to like about the Whitney Houston one? Yeah. God, um, y'all had me thinking of another song when you were saying that that I wanted to bring up, but I do. I've got to mention a couple more, and that okay. it's not the one I was thinking of. But "Bold as Love," which is yeah. a Jimi Hendrix song, yeah. and John Mayer. I didn't know that was a cover. Did it
0: right, John Mayer? Did John it right.
1: Mayer. Yeah, that was a Jimi Hendrix song. Wow. Yes, it was. Bold as yeah. Love. Yeah, and John Mayer kills it. Uh, "Hard to Handle" by originally Wilson Pickett covered by Maroon Five. Okay, I
0: didn't know. Excellent that was Excellent okay.
1: song. Go All listen right. to some Wilson. Pickett sometime. All right. all oh, right. my God. That is some good stuff. Wilson Pickett would be a contemporary of Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay back in that time period. And then I've got to give one last shout out to the best cover album, album of all time to in my knowledge. Oh, I know and where it you're was, going. It, it's Underwater Sunshine by The Counting Crows.
0: Oh, that's not where I expected. Okay.
1: What they did is, it's Underwater Sunshine or what we did last summer. Yeah. And what it is, it is covers, the the most prominent one on it is Amy by the Pure Prairie League. Yes. Which needed no help. Yeah. But there's others, and it was local bands, I believe in the San Francisco scene, that because Adam Duritz and the Counting Crows had a platform, they wanted to cover these songs to help give these artists... Some publicity and read yeah. the liner notes of Underwater yeah. Sunshine. It was, it was one of my favorite albums of all time. And it's, it's basically uh, an album of covers of obscure bands that the Counting Crows knew from the music scene in San Francisco that they chose to put out because they had a platform to get it out to the masses.
0: Uh, I got a couple more that I can throw out there too. Uh, friend of the podcast, Joe Cockers uh, with a little help from my friends was a Beatles cover. Shout and out to Joe th- Cocker. I mean,
1: the Beatles version is Joe Cocker by God. <laughs> Tupac, Tupac covered some sampled some Joe Cocker. <laughs> <Tupac> t- <laughs> if you listen to our podcast, you'd know that stuff. <laughs>
0: Uh, but uh The Beatles with a Little Help from My Friends is a great song. The Joe Cocker with a Little Help from My Friends is uh a, a, just a banger. It's an outstanding song. Um and then uh uh Somewhere over the Rainbow by Brother Is Israel Kama Yeah I know who you're talking uh,
1: about. I can't say it's
0: not we for trying. But that is, yeah, an amazing cover of a song that I just really don't have any context to care for because you know what evidence, whatever but that version of it just touches me in a way Is that- there
2: a song just and I'm asking you this off the top of your head and I don't know if y'all have one have y'all thought about this at all but a song where you you didn't realize it was a cover and then when you went and listened to the original you realized oh wow this song didn't do the original justice like the original is just better than the cover Ooh, like, good question like you went back because some of these that you, you proposed to me I didn't even realize was a cover and, and some of the ones y'all are Thrown out. I'm like, oh, Let's I see. thought that was the original John Mayer did. I didn't realize there was a cover. Well, okay,
0: so we've already mentioned it. The Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor right. uh, didn't know it was a cover, but when I heard Prince's, it was like, okay, well, never mind. Sorry, Sinead.
1: Um <laughs> But so you heard? Wait, time out. You heard Sinead O'Connor's first, yes, because and then you heard Prince's and still liked it better. Absolutely, yeah. That's unusual. Usually, you unusual. like the one you hear first. So. I
0: agree. I agree, and that is one of them. Well, okay, so. Uh, comparable ones. And they're both actually covers of someone else's song. Uh, Adele's make you feel my love. I thought was an original and it was just this really great song and I'm not a country fan, but then I heard Garth Brooks version of it. I believe it was Garth Brooks, right? That did that, that song.
1: I I don't know.
0: Um, well, okay. We'll say it is. And, uh, Uh, and I, Garth Brooks did it real, real justice. And I think that's probably where Adele came across it. Um, but Bob Dylan did it originally and that's not quite as good as either of those versions. Uh, that's up there. See, I'm not coming up with anything else though, Kev. That's a really good question that I'd like. You know, to by the way
1: though, why I just want to more. say this: the word is that Jimi Hendrix carried around a, a book of Bob, Bob Dylan's lyrics with him most places he went. That he was such a fan of Bob Dylan that he carried around his lyrics and music with him most everywhere he went. I'm just and Bob Dylan is a once in a what is more than a generation. I mean, Bob Dylan was an artist for all time's sake. He uh, yeah. he's a forever. Artist, Amazing. yeah. I mean,
0: uh, on that, I would say that it makes sense that that they would that he would carry around Bob Dylan lyrics because their brain, I think, is so similar. Like when you listen to agree, yeah. all along the watchtower, and then you listen to the wind cries Mary, it feels like they come from the same mind. the 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 lore feels together and uh so i i just they're amazing god. those two artists the um, wind
1: cries mary sweeping up the broken pieces yeah. of yesterday's life yeah. oh my god when i heard that lyric i was just like oh it blew my mind what a great lyric so lj you
2: have uh something you wanted to roll out i think of, of just unintended co- consequences where things just kind of happen and what stem from it so I'm just gonna throw throw you the ball what balls in your court what's up so
0: unintended consequences do you guys do you guys know kind of what I'm talking about when I say unintended consequences I think so but let's that- go ahead and go I ahead and think okay. I think
1: so but well
0: let me just give you one these are just really fun for me to to read about and think about they're just one of my favorite things to to learn about so uh one of the more famous ones uh have you guys ever heard of the Streisand effect uh no no okay so uh uh Barbara Streisand who uh you you know everybody probably has heard of famous uh, Broadway star movie star singer whatever Uh, a- absolutely famous when you uh, said Barbara
1: Streisand you really didn't have to say anything else well but, I just uh, maybe for, for some, your generation but yeah okay.
0: I don't I'm not necessarily clearing it up for the guys on the show just for anybody that you know they don't have to feel stupid looking it up on Google later they can just I wasted <laughs> my time on them um, okay. so uh, she really appreciates her privacy and uh, uh, in 2009 I think I don't have the exact date Uh, this guy was going around the coast of California taking pictures of, uh, coastal erosion for, uh, a government study And uh, one of his pictures happened to have in the picture, uh, a pic. it was uh, Barbara Streisand's gigantic mansion. And so she didn't want the world knowing about her gigantic mansion. So this picture was put on the internet and it was downloaded a total of six times, which is, and it was downloaded twice by Streisand's attorneys, meaning that only four other people besides her (laughs) and her attorneys have seen this picture. So she uh, sues him for $50 million and demands that it gets taken down. Uh, And what happened next was in the next... Next month, 420,000 people visited that site. So now a I want to go
1: look at it. Yeah,
0: a, a picture that would have died in absolute obscurity and nobody would have ever seen or cared about because <laughs> nobody really cares about how Barbara Streisand's living in 2009 was seen by at this point probably 000, millions 000. of
1: people. Yeah, I right. mean that
0: was a month after she sued. So uh, I don't, that's so she she that's awesome. It, she brought uh, it to the light.
1: She brought the attention to yeah. something <laughs> she wanted to not bring attention to.
0: All she had to do was say nothing, and like this guy, his mom, a government official, and some guy that was surfing the internet would have been the only people to have ever seen this picture. <laughs> and uh, turns out no. Um, I think another fun one is uh, so Airbus uh, wanted to make this super quiet plane so people could sleep better uh, while they were flying. And uh, so it turns out they made this plane so quiet that you could very clearly hear every conversation, every baby crying and the toilet's from any seat in the plane And so they actually had to pipe in sound To make the plane louder So people could relax it was, too, it was quiet. too quiet It was too quiet uh, There's this thing called the cobra effect Where uh, so and this one is not proven That it actually happened um, But it did actually happen in China with rats But the, the cobra version of it Is a more interesting story So it's worth telling So cobras are a problem in colonial India Which uh, England is in control of at the time So the UK government sets up a bounty for dead cobras. And uh, so as you would imagine, people start killing the cobras and bringing them to the UK government. There's no way this could go wrong at all. Um, Except for people started breeding cobras for the bounty. And then the government found out about it and they decided to disband the program, which meant that cobra breeders now had all these worthless cobras. So they just let them go. (laughs) And now the cobra problem becomes worse than it was before the program started. (laughs) Jeez. A couple more. So uh, Mao Zedong, you guys know who Mao Zedong is, um, but no. for the listeners that you don't know, okay. So uh, for the listeners and other people who don't know who Mao Zedong is, uh, was a was a leader of communist China uh, back in the the early days of communist China, uh, and he had this program called the Four Pests, where it was it's open season for rats, flies, mosquitoes, and sparrows. The idea was let's wipe them all out, and sparrows were on the list because they eat all the grain. They just eat so much grain, and so. You you know they basically wiped out the sparrow population in all of China and it turns out that sparrows also eat locusts which uh-huh. eat all the grain and and all <laughs> of the plant and leave nothing behind and just ravage and uh mass starvation uh happened in China and the population lowered greatly and yeah it was it was a terrible terrible wow. program
1: wow unintended consequences absolutely yeah. i'm getting and, the th- i'm getting the theory of this yeah. yes
0: <laughs> and then the the last one i found that i really really liked is uh so back in the 90s, I believe it was, uh, Americans decided that CEOs get paid too much because the medium wage is, I think, 20 times at that time, 20 times what the average worker was getting paid. So the SEC decided, I know how we can fix this. We're going to say that CEO pay must be disclosed. So that way, people who overpay their CEOs will be embarrassed and start paying them less. But what happened is CEOs now could see what other CEOs are making, realize that they were being underpaid and negotiate their contract to get them paid more. And over the next 15 years, CEO wages tripled. Wow. So
2: it completely wow. backfired.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. In every single way. Yeah. All it did was give them more leverage to make more money, which is the exact opposite. Yeah. So those are some of the unintended consequences of the world that I've been thinking about for the past couple weeks. I think that's fascinating stuff. And I, I
1: have a story to that, but I can't remember it. Just <laughs> go I walk could, into another room real quick remember and, it maybe and in a-
2: you'll remember it and then come back. <laughs> yeah no left it this somewhere. is not
1: one i remembered in another room it's uh it was one i remembered i i will and i will tell it in a future podcast well, stay tuned this listeners this is the, this the second week in a row that you're that you're giving us super teases here what's <laughs> <Quit> teasing me <laughs> i'm just good at my job stay tuned yeah listeners. but at some point at some point <laughs> so, so you have to you about, ha- yeah you have to bring it you can't gotta keep promising it. these <laughs> things and not
2: not coming up or, or i'm just gonna leave you
1: <laughs> okay. Well, remind me what the other one was I teased about. So it
2: was an it amazing Did idea you? that you were going to remember. <laughs> it was a great
0: idea you had in the bathroom. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. That one, that one still escapes me. I think that was going to save the world an amazing amount of money. Oh, Lord. Uh, it,
0: so. What got me thinking about these unintended consequences is uh, it turns out Smokey the Bear is the reason that wildfires are so bad these days.
1: Now, wait, why? <laughs>
0: because uh, some wildfires are natural um, and it's a good way for the wildfire. Fire, I mean, for the fi- like fires, the in forest forests. regenerates
1: actually. Yeah, and I mean. it
0: clears out some of the the overgrowth and turns it into fertilizer. Yeah, well, yeah, yes, and and turns it into fertilizer for the rest of the plants and and to grow it better and for the animals to live better in those bigger plants. Well, so since Smokey the Bear was telling us, you know, like do uh, prevent forest fires at all costs, the undergrowth in American forests began getting worse and worse and worse, and now it's to the point that. If a wildfire stops, it is not impossible to contain, but impossible to contain with any reasonable amount of time. It's they're just absolutely devastating now because of how protective we are of our
2: and you know brush. that reminds me. And I wanted, I kind of want. I was it was going to be my worst, and I mm-hmm. forgot about it. But that reminds me of the 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 holy fire in California right now. That's like burned up a lot. Did you see yeah. that? The how that started was a man purposely started that fire because he got into it with his neighbor and and literally no. told his neighbor this place will burn and everything around is burned except for his house and now he's in jail and he's facing up uh, life in prison. It's just the guy is... Oh, he he, should be. Last time I checked he didn't actually go to his hearing because he wouldn't leave his jail cell and he just seems like something's a little off. I mean, I guess Obviously, something's a little different if you're willing to do that. But yeah, clearly, talk about well, and it's That's just despicable. crazy that I, I guess, and I I bet this man didn't expect all of this to happen. He thought I'm pissed off at my no, neighbors. I'm gonna, not. Yeah. and this obviously isn't the right way to go about it—to burn their house or yard. But he thought I'll just screw them over, and then it, this fire has been going on. They don't know if they'll have this fire out within the next. Like they said it could be a month before they have it out. And like thousand fifty thousand 50,000 people have had to evacuate. I just talked about unintended consequences. Well, but I guarantee you that know. they were they were under a burn ban. And
0: I'm sure he didn't think, well, burning the neighbor's house down probably doesn't qualify, you know, in the same realm as fireworks and grilling. So I can probably get away with that. And, and it, um, it's no, just, I mean, that's a dick move that surely he didn't, he probably didn't know, it but it, he's stupid not to. Have.
1: Well, if I can impart any knowledge to you guys, I was burning brush out behind my house. Y'all remember? Yeah. I remember the house on Monroe one time, and it almost got away from me. Oh, really? Respect fire always, yeah. Yeah. always, always. Because what a peckerhead you'd feel like if you started a brush fire that yeah. burned down yeah. half of California. And it yeah. can happen. Just respect fire always.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: I have a couple of more r- weird questions I, I do want to ask. I'm going to okay. ask these so, um, why does the iPhone put a one in front of every number? When you call long distance anymore, you don't have to put a one. I can call anybody I want with just the area code, the three digits and the four digits, right? So, what yeah. is that? Four, three, and three. That's ten, ten digits. Yeah. Why does an iPhone put a one in front of every time? Any idea?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, it's the, it's the country code. Um, so, you would have to dial that one if you lived in, say- If England. I were in Europe- um, are,
1: okay, okay. And so I
0: think the idea is that they have this standard so that way, you know, they don't have to change the programming on their phones based on what country you're in to how they store phone numbers like
1: that. Well, you know, I don't go to Europe enough to make a difference. Well, so It's
0: not for you. It's for it's for the European iPhone users, you know, and right. for the – I mean, they've got customers all over the world, so.
1: Okay, well, this one – one more question that's probably more important than that. Okay, a scrunchie, you know what I'm talking about, thing you use we, in your shower that you put body soap on. I think
0: we – we talked about this.
1: We did talk about this with towels, but we decided well, towels you, you can use this at up. least three to five times.
0: Well, I don't think we ever got an answer. I don't I think remember we, how, what was well, the think, answer. Well, what we what we the three of us decided was that you can essentially reuse that forever, and so then why would you not reuse a towel once or twice? Because it's way grosser to use a, a bath sponge. Uh, that, that I mean, that,
1: I rinse the bath sponge out every time.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I I mean, and that's, I whatever use it as often as you want. I mean, the soap washes it. I would assume so. Um, I wouldn't worry about it at all. But
1: So you're just saying when it gets all out misshapen, it's just replaced.
0: Yeah, I mean, once it doesn't do its job anymore, then get rid of it. You know, it's like socks. That, I mean, you wash your socks. That, <laughs> um, But, like, you don't throw them away until they've got, like, holes in them and stuff. Just because they're old socks, if they work perfectly fine, you know, you don't need to toss them.
1: Okay, um, it's kind of like underwear the same thing. Yeah,
0: but wash your underwear.
1: Oh, no, i wash it. <laughs> I mean, I turn it inside out, wear it twice, right. and then I wash it. Right, right. That's a joke. I don't really... <laughs> So
2: normally, normally I'm the one here. Conspiracy theory, Kevin comes out, and I'm the one that and brings up my my wild theories. But Dad, I'm, I'm hearing. I think you gave me a little brief rundown the other day. But you have a, a theory of your own? Do you have a? Are we being listened on by Big Brother or something? I hope well, it's better
0: than Kevin's. I hope it's not like flat Earth or something.
2: I've never, I've <laughs> never been the flat Earther. Hold on, but dinosaurs aren't real, but. Go ahead, Dad. Go oh ahead. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> okay. So I'm listening to, I mean, well, uh, g- go, go I uh, Can anyone a Malcolm guess? Gladwell, a, a Malcolm Gladwell <laughs> podcast. And he's talking about a, a, a what's called parapraxis. Para and parapraxis is when you, for instance, Elvis sang, Are You Lonesome Tonight a million times. And 990,000 of those times, he could not remember the, the talking part of the song. And that's called, he, he called that parapraxis. It's something you should know. You've heard a zillion times, but you, for whatever reason, you forget it every time. It's like Kirsten and Kristen to me. Those are names that are very difficult for me to remember because they're so similar, yet they're different. When so, I'm writing
0: down customer, I always write costumer, and then think I I know costumer. I know this. Stop spelling yeah. it wrong.
1: Yeah. So to prove his point, he brings up an artist named Casey Bowles. Uh K-A-C-I-B-O-L-L-S. Casey Bowles. And she has a song about her mother, and it's always somebody's something. And it's a great song about how her mom was a a, a daughter and a mother and a lover, but she was never she was never her because she was always somebody's something. And okay. I heard this song on, this, Sounds like a great on song. this podcast. Oh, oh, it is. So you have to listen to it. We'll we'll put it on the website. I can send okay. it to you. Uh, I'll put it on the collaborative list for sure. but So I thought, I really want to listen to some Casey Bowles. I want to see what this is about. So that was probably over the weekend and Monday, I've got Spotify on and Spotify comes up and it'll play, you know, it'll uh, pick songs for me in my genre that I like, right? And I hear a song that comes on that reminds me of Casey Bowles and I think, oh yeah, I need to write that down. And I look up the Malcolm Gladwell thing on his website and I see it's Casey Bowles, somebody something. And I look on Spotify and what is playing right now is Casey Bowles, somebody something. And I'm, I'm like, that is freaking me out. That is out. freaky. Okay. Are you serious? I was just fixing to look up this singer and what song. Because she's this song reminded you it, of it. Because the song reminded me of it and it's that song. So my conspiracy. Are they really listening all the time? Are they okay, listening so to us all the time?
0: I'm, uh, I mean, probably, yeah, but, but I think um,
1: you went quickly on that. Yes, they probably <laughs> yeah, are all the time. I think
0: they are. I mean, I don't know if Spotify is, but I, the NSA sure is. Somebody is, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, okay, so I've got a question that might that might help shed some light on this. Uh, what kind of playlist were you listening? Like, how were you finding this music?
1: I was just doing my Spotify. It's it's a daily
0: mix or whatever. You're no, it wasn't re- a daily. Yeah, but it
1: was uh, it was just songs you might like. You know, based yeah, on okay. what I listen to. So, and to okay, hear a so country who, song is not out of line for me, which is this kind of a country tinged song.
0: All right. So, um, people who like Malcolm Gladwell, do you think there's a fair chance that you're within the norm of those podcast fans.
1: I'm very intellectual and yeah. and uh, deep. You're a reader. <laughs> you, I'm you a reader. Read books, which you is know, a big. Part I'm being of a little that. facetious, but yeah, probably I'm um, I'm in the genre of people that would like Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah.
0: So my thinking is maybe enough people uh, that Spotify sees as similar to you in taste because you probably have you know a lot of people that have similar taste to you that also are intellectual, like pensive music. I know you had your pensive playlist, um, and you know have have similar tastes to you We're over the last you know few weeks or whatever looking up Casey Bowles uh, always somebody something and and therefore Spotify thought well if so many people are into her all of a sudden maybe Liff is too like let's let's throw it his way and if he mm. doesn't like it cool I, I think that's possible I'm not saying that that means that they're not listening to you they very well might be but I think that also makes sense that the algorithm that they have probably can find new music that you might like based on people like well you. but
1: what you're implying LJ is that it was was somewhat random, right? It, in a that, sense, that yeah, they weren't connected other than the fact that people that like Gladwell might like this kind of music. Well, I think it was. I think what probably
0: happened is uh, a lot of people in in Glad in Gladwell terms, early adopters. Of his podcast and early adopters, of uh, they're, they're early adopters and probably most things that they do. So they listen to his podcast, but they also probably look for new music all the time. And you know, they're probably a lot like you are in a lot of ways. And so they hear about this song, they start looking up this song, and Spotify has them profiled with other musical early adopters that happen to be into country music, that happen to be into uh, pensive music, that happen to be in writing music. You know, that kind of music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mm-hmm. fall into that category. And since so many of the people that that fall into that category started looking her up. That I bet a lot of non Malcolm Gladwell listeners that fall into y'all's category also got that suggestion over the last couple of weeks. Would right. be I
1: guess. But what 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 you're suggesting is it had nothing to do with the fact that I like Gladwell. It's just that the people that like Gladwell happen to like pensive I, music. Yeah, I would
0: I, exactly. I would say. I mean, it's it's a coincidence that you happen to both listen to that podcast. And want to listen to that music and like fall in like in and then it just happened to come up on your playlist, but also not a huge coincidence. Like it's something that makes sense for it to happen if you have like the the bird's eye view. And the algorithm is just trying to find music at things you like. Yeah, I think there's there's some coincidence, but not a major coincidence, not like. a Well, I will say to, to
1: that, movie. I will I will say I don't know when, you know, when do podcast and Gladwell's podcasts have no timing. You, you don't have to listen to them when they come out. So right. I could have listened to it three months after it came out. And the weekend I listened to it. The Monday that I go and just put, oh, what? Here's some music you might like on Spotify. It comes up. That it was still amazing. I think that what I'm implying is that
0: you would have gotten that suggestion whether you listened to that episode on time or not. And Uh, I'm also suggesting that that it's possible that you might have, you know, found because Spotify is into podcasts now too. So they probably, you know, know what kind of music a Malcolm Gladwell listener listens to, and they might know that you're a Malcolm Gladwell listener. But they would because he uses uh, the Apple podcast few, and Spotify. They don't, true, they're not even linked, but I bet your music choices over the, over the months are at the, at some degree influenced by things that he talks about on a show. Like recently after his Jeff Buckley show within six months or so, once you found his podcast, you then listen to different versions of hallelujah. I bet. Yeah. And when he talked about country music and he was talking about uh what's his name? Uh, that we were just talking about the, the sad, the king of sad or whatever, Bobby Braddock, you probably listened to songs written by Bobby Braddock pretty closely. after after that episode came yeah. out. And so they might have even tagged you as, this guy probably listens to Malcolm Gladwell because of Bigger question.
1: Is this a good so thing or a I bad thing? I wanted to go thing. real
2: quick. I think short answer, and we've touched on it. I don't know if it was on the podcast or just when we were talking, but they are listening to an extent. Like, I think your phone and watch, and at least I know me and you, Dad, we both have uh, Apple stuff. So like, if you say, hey, Siri, then your phone or watch might pop up with that option. Yeah. So that means right. at some yeah. right. point, it's listening. I mean, it's got a speaker open listening and my Apple claims that just actually came out yesterday because someone from like FC, someone raised the question of our devices are listening to us all the time. This is not good. And Apple claims that their iPhones only listen when the Siri icon comes up. I think that's just a load of shit. I think it's always listening. And I think they're always advertising <laughs> to Well, it's
0: got to be listening to know that to know when that
1: when you say, hey, Siri. Yeah.
0: But, but I think the question is, is does that data go anywhere besides local storage of like what I what I imagine they at least claim that they do is that it's always listening to see if you Say, like, but it's only let's, like, let's set off all of them Siri, okay, Google, yeah, because they all do if you don't it, yeah, have, like some... a home thing going off right now. Then, like, I'm we're trying, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they're they're always listening, but then, like, maybe it listens for you know three seconds and then deletes and listens for three seconds and deletes and listens for three seconds and deletes. What's scary is that it listens for three seconds, uploads, listens for three seconds, uploads, well, listens and for three so seconds. So, we were uploads. talking
2: about this when dad kind of briefly brought this up the other day. Uh, we were talking over, over lunch with some buddies, I think, and we were talking, we talked. About, I was talking to Cody about uh selling and renting houses, we were because that he does. He kind of will sometimes try to get like sell a house or rent it out or redo him and his parents will redo a house or something. So do some fun. Yeah. Sure. And then not long after I'm scrolling through Instagram, Instagram and I get a Zillow ad talking about renting houses and look like find a, the perfect house in your neighborhood. It just so happens to be the day after we were talking about renting and selling, even though I wasn't actually looking, but it just heard that keyword. And all of a sudden Zillow pops up. I think they are listening. Now, what dad says is interesting. I think you, you're about to get on it LJ at least we're gonna get advertisements either way at least they're tailored specifically to me I guess right yeah, well, so
0: uh, real quick, I want to respond to your Zillow ad. I do think that it's possible that that was a coincidence, too, because you're
1: a mid-20-something guy
0: with a career. No, not always. These are but I think some, it's a lot of a,
1: coincidences. But hey, yes. when a,
0: but like these coincidences, you see how many ads a day. So maybe I just noticed the ad you're saying? Well, yeah. Okay, so there's a thing called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon, which is once you're aware of something and thinking about something, then you start to notice it popping up in your life more. Well, yeah, this and, is true,
1: because when you, when you buy a certain car, all of a sudden you notice a lot of other, of yeah, those cars absolutely. on the road. So I get that. And I, that's, and I that's guarantee
0: crazy. you that at some point in the next like couple months, you're going to see a reference to the Bader Meinhof. Uh, well, Right. Uh, because syndrome now, now syndrome, we, we effect. notice when we see uh, it, like it actually. So, so what I'm saying is you were thinking about houses, but also you might be getting these ads. You see, okay. You see millions of ads a day and I mean, probably not millions. That's probably exaggerating, but probably <laughs> thousands of ads a day. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if right. you think about like TV ads and radio ads, websites, and yeah, whatever yeah. you see so many ads a day. Right, yeah.
1: Right.
0: Um, That, uh, If something is a one in a million chance and you see thousands of ads a day, it only takes a thousand days for you to have a one in a million chance happen. So it's really mm. not that surprising that that could happen to you. So I'm saying it could be a coincidence. I also think it's possible that they're listening because, you know, that you, you just have to control really hard to find out. Like I did see one thing where uh, a couple without a cat started talking about cat food at the dinner table and then started seeing Facebook ads for cat. And then, you know, there's no other reason to think that they like cats besides listening. if you're listening.
1: OK, um, I want to talk about something. That's completely odd this week. Just I don't know and see if I, I'm gonna think what what is yeah. the oddest thing you can think of?
0: Um that
1: I would have no interest in. Uh
0: uh uh parametric equalizers. No. Uh maybe I'll what? I'll talk about parametric <laughs> well, equalizers. I don't
1: even know what that is. So <laughs>
0: um but let's
1: see. Uh we could run an experiment, uh, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely we could. Uh, let's try to think of something that we would not all look up because I would look up parametricalizers. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, That's a hard
2: question. It's off the top of my head.
0: That is a hard question. Maybe, well, and maybe we need to keep it a secret because then if I type it into the show notes or something just offhand, I don't know.
1: Okay. Like I make right. a Here's Google the doc
0: and then i want to keep up. We have to handwrite this. We can't Let's put it on the internet. Let's
1: think about anywhere. it. Let's think about it. And either we keep it could, off air. Could we text? Could we no. text each other? Our phone, that? Our phone, I'd it say it's compiling no. my data. No. It
2: knows what I text it's about. Not-
1: no, but this is. Well, this would be a f-
0: an OK test, though, because if it is if it is at least we would know if it's listening to maybe our text messages or maybe just us out loud, we would never verbalize if we're trying it. to if we're just trying to test listening, then we shouldn't text it either, because that could be a way that they're getting that information. I don't know. We're probably thinking way too much about. Yeah, this, we're thinking. But, too, uh, all right, so, all right. no. OK, back, back to, to the broad question
2: this. that dad brought up. Is it is this, is this good this or a a bad? Good thing? Thing?
0: LJ? Well, OK, so is it good that they're listening? If that's the case, I'd say no, because I think that that could be who knows where that data goes, you know, even if you're just joking. It can sound incriminating If taken out of context But uh, On the other hand Personalized ads Is actually awesome I think mm-hmm. um, Because you know If you're It's good for the company And good for the customer So therefore it's good For the economy uh, If I'm finding out That this thing That I didn't know existed But is perfect for me Because of you know Whatever I look for On Google or whatever um, And it's like Oh people who are interested In X and Y Probably really love Z um, And then I find out This thing exists And and I mean that's awesome Right That's there, There's nothing bad about that And I'm also not finding ads for R, you know? I I think that that's better than, you know, cable television, like the ads are kind of in a way like shotguns where you're trying to get a wide area but like internet ads are trying to get exactly you to get exactly what you want um so i mean i think it's worth more money to get the information to get you the personalized ads than we take for it i think we're customers of we're not customers of facebook we're products of facebook that they sell um and we get nothing out of it but i would say i like personalized ads i think that's a better system But it than does
2: not. it it does what Thoughts? so i agree? agree with personalized ads to an extent but i just don't like the fact like these our devices Know everything of it knows everything about me. It knows more about me than I feel like I even know. It knows my routine. It knows when I'm going a certain place. Yeah, it'll tell me on Monday morning, like yeah, my it's old- Monday. Here's four minutes to get to work. Or if and it's random days. Like if I, like, I I remember at one point we used to go to like something I forget what the special was. It was either a burger special on Monday or maybe it was like a wings day special on Wednesday. But it knew Monday night and it was like you know it'll be twelve minutes right now to get to Applebee's and I'm like God, you know exactly what time and when I go to certain places. And then it tracks everything. I Yeah. I mean, I, I
0: you, you know, I work crazy hours at different locations every week and I'll still sometimes get like a notification of like traffic to Niles West high school. Um, they just know I'm going this weekend or whatever. And, uh, and so I guess, yeah, I think on one hand it's like, it depends on who knows this. Like if this is being kept up with by people, like actual people are looking over this information, that's horrible. We just
2: saw the whole Facebook thing where they got in trouble with camera Cambridge Cambridge and Yeah.
0: But I will say the other side, though is my phone just telling me what traffic is without me having to ask is so cool like that right. is futuristic some of awesome. it's
2: really cool but it just is part, part of it also is like oh that's my privacy it's what's it well, worth now, to you thing. like I've got don't yeah. be
1: doing things you shouldn't be doing I mean and, well and but I, that's I'm not, say, I mean, I'm old enough. I'm not, but, but it's know, also,
0: it's it, things can get taken what, out of
1: context too. But what, yeah. And,
0: and yeah. And that's another thing. Who is like are you to judge
1: what I should or should not be doing.
0: Something that's not illegal might be immoral in some communities. And, uh, you know, if say you went to a strip club and then, you know, your church found out, like that's. Not illegal. There's no problem with it, but it could get you into a fair bit of trouble in your personal life. Um, Even though you, I mean, you technically did nothing wrong. And then also, things can just get taken out of context. I think, like, especially when we're talking about just listening over overhearing what you're saying. um, It's not that hard to comb through an entire lifetime of conversations, and even if I've never said anything wrong, to find one sentence that you take out of context that makes me seem Mm, you know racist or homophobic or or any other sort of asshole. That's what I worry
1: about, LJ, the most. because yeah. if you listen to me all the time, I don't think I'm racist or homophobic, but you take something out of context and I could sound horrible. Yeah. And especially if you're maliciously
0: trying to do it. I mean, it's yeah. it's um, as governments get more oppressive, it gets even scarier because then you're that much easier to silence. <laughs>
1: All right, so I'm watching golf today, right? And there is a lot of Chick Fil A commercials. Okay, what was today? Sunday. Sunday. Chick Fil A's. Sure. So here, it's kind of like Letterman used to do. Is this anything? Here's my question. So Chick Fil A's not open on Sunday, but they'll advertise on Sunday. Is that anything? Well, that's I, my question.
2: If if I'm Chick Fil A, I think it's really smart. If you're, at, I think LJ maybe just where you were going, but it sounds like you're alluding to we want what we can't have, so they're advertising it, making us go. Chick-fil-A. And then you're going, ah oh, shit. Because Chick-fil-A never sounds as good except for on Sunday. It always sounds Sunday. Better on I want Chick-fil-A on Sunday all the time. And it might I mean, be it's kind of like LJ's thing where maybe there's other days that you wanted it too, but you just really didn't take notice that you wanted it on Sunday because you couldn't get it. So now you're going Monday morning for lunch or breakfast, I'm getting Chick-fil-A.
0: On that, too, if you're if you're sitting there watching golf, you're probably not gonna go anywhere anytime real soon. Like you're kind of down for the day. Um, so advertising Chick-fil-A is not necessarily it doesn't matter whether it's open. Today or not, it's all about getting you hungry. But are you maybe also alluding to the fact that they won't do business on the Sabbath except for the well, you advertising know, th- no, that's exactly
1: what I'm alluding to. Uh-huh. They won't do business on the Sabbath, but they will advertise on the Sabbath. I mean, that seems, is well, that anything? I little, don't know. It may or may not be.
0: I don't know that that doesn't seem, that seems a little hypocritical.
1: Um, it seems a little hypocritical to me. And I guess I'm asking you guys, does it seem that way to y'all or not? Well, I didn't, you Because Somebody's think having to work that. on Sunday. Somebody's going to have to work on Sunday to put that advertisement on. Own, and I'm right. watching and it's the PGA not tour. employee,
0: but it's somebody that they paid to do it. So in a sense, they're uh, it seems a little forcing somebody to work on a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's. I think that's not a good thing to do if that's your belief system. I I also don't care. Like work on a Sunday. We're working on a Sunday. I mean, it's a hobby, but we're working. Um, I don't give the people what they but, want. <laughs> what yeah, they absolutely. want. <laughs> but if that's your belief structure, if you believe that you shouldn't work on a Sunday, then you shouldn't work on a Sunday. Business shouldn't be done on a Sunday. Then that includes Period.
2: ad spots.
1: Yeah, but you do um, agree, Dad. So uh, it just is something be consistent. Are we agreeing that it's mm-hmm. something? Then maybe I'm we're on the same page. Okay. I
2: didn't go I, y'all's route yeah. at all until y'all started to bring it up. I just thought it was smart advertising. To s- <laughs> I like your thoughts too, though, Kevin. I think that is, yeah. I think as, as, as a that human, is we want what we, we want, what we can't have. And on Sunday, I can't have my damn Chick-fil-A. So I'm going yeah. sometime this week, by God, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich for lunch. Now <laughs> I need
1: a Chick-fil-A sandwich right now. Like your ass. I mean, I mean, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but anyway,
2: yeah. Yeah, I know that sounds horrible. <laughs>
1: but I would like a Chick-fil-A sandwich right now. I will say that. Yeah. It was, I haven't good. had Chick-fil-A in a long time. So, <laughs> Let's roll on to how we always end it. And
2: I have, I think LJ, you may know this person. I don't know. But I have a fun what we're listening to this week, and it was it stemmed from. Okay. I was watching a. uh, a, I can't get enough of the Tiny Desk concerts. I I know I said I sound like a broken record. Yeah. But ever since you showed that to me, I find like four more that I didn't realize were out there, and one new one that just came out. I think last week was Mac Miller came on and performed his uh like part of his album. Okay. And it was so cool.
0: Yeah. I love.
2: I'm not like a crazy big Mac Miller fan. I like him, but I uh, I like when any kind of rap or something like Tyler the Creator has one and they did some of it on there too on their tiny desk concert but when rap puts like real instruments yeah. in there and I, like he had like violins and and trumpets yeah. and you know it was yeah. amazing but one guy yeah he had one guy yeah. playing the bass and also throwing in some vocals and I didn't know I just thought he was just a random person but he, he introduces him as Thundercat I don't know if you know who Thundercat yeah, is, is familiar. but the guy comes on and I just thought he was really funny and he was really good and so I was reading like you can read the details of like the people in the that are playing with him because yeah. I guess it's kind of like credits right. they'll tell you who all these people right. were they're like Thundercat's done a, a million things he's been a part of this band and this band and some really well known bands that you, you would probably know El but then he has a, a standalone album and the song I'll just put one specific But Friend Zone By Thundercat Okay It was awesome okay. And the album is Drunk Okay It's just called Drunk And that's the one he said su- You know how Spotify Would be like Artist Suggested Yeah And that was that's the one That he put up For like what you should Listen to if you're Trying to get into him. Okay Alright And just to give you An idea of who Thundercat is He's a guy A big black guy Pink dreads He was wearing In his In his Tiny Desk concert He was wearing uh Kickboxing shorts Like little bitty Kickboxing shorts And a hoodie With his pink dreads It was just it, He's a weird looking guy But man He can Yeah, cool, cool. I'm into it. So, so, L, besides, uh, besides. All the tiny desk concerts I just get lost in on YouTube. What what are you? What are you been listening to? Uh, so I just saw this show here
0: in Chicago called the Fly Honey Show, and if anybody living in Chicago needs something to do, like go see that show. It's amazing. Uh, but like th- uh, my friend Robert uh, sound designed it, and there is some some two thousands R and B in there, which sent me down a road. And so over the past couple of days, I've been listening to Keith Sweat a fair bit, and uh- Keith Sweat, oh, there yeah. We hell go. yeah. <laughs> So uh so that's me. There's some key sweat lately. But jam. That's what you've been been vibing. Yeah. Bobbing, just, yeah.
1: Just- hey, I tell you what, you don't have to tell me songs. I got you on Key All Sweat. Right. I got you. I, I, I got I, got I what I can that'll be on the website. <laughs> All right. I can put some key sweat up on there. <laughs>
2: Alright, well, what, what have you been listening to? I know you're about to start listening to some Key Sweat this week, but what, what, what have you been listening to besides Malcolm Gladwell?
1: Well, I have too, but you know, somebody and if you looked at my Facebook, somebody shared a uh, Prince deal where he's playing his acoustic guitar. Oh, yeah. And so, I just went on a little Prince tour and have yeah. been listening to Prince, and I mean, I just, Prince, that's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to put a few songs on there. I'll put whatever I want to put on there of yep. Prince. He's Amazing, he's the best artist of my life. Uh, that best super bowl halftime see. artist of all time. Oh, he was the best super bowl, uh, best guitar
0: solo ever played at a Grammys. Um, just he, oh, okay, with, uh,
1: okay. he did the Tom with Tom. Uh, what was the song that he did? Uh, my guitar, gently oh, weeps, yeah, while
0: my guitar gently weeps. Oh my
1: god, he rocked Tom Petty among others. I think, yeah, I don't know if Clapton was on there, which I think he might have been. I think he might have been. I mean, Prince set them all down. Yep. Prince is amazing. Question for, so. question for you, dad. Yes, sir.
2: And if, if you, if someone came to you who's never listened to Prince, I mm-hmm. was like, Hey, I want to, I want to give Prince a try. I heard he's really good. You can only mm-hmm. give them one song to see if they'll like or not. Like, is there like a one standalone song by Prince that you would Ooh, go? Good give question. This one. Listen, I
0: think the that first is thing you do, question. I think the first thing you do is you hug them and say, this is such a good day
2: for you. You were so
1: lucky right now, <laughs> but I have a song in mind. I'm going to tell all you right. if I was your girlfriend. Okay. Do you know that song? Uh,
2: yeah. If uh, I'm sure girlfriend. I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know off the top of my head. But I, that's yeah. why I wanted to ask you because I didn't think you'd tell me the most popular. Listen Prince song, to Prince
1: me. if I was your girlfriend, yeah. just how he would treat his woman if he was her girlfriend. Yeah, and it's amazing and it's so funky and it's so cool just that's, so that's the one
2: so, so go ahead and you can just tell you're welcome to all the listeners out there that might go listen to it for the first time because yeah just, you're
1: welcome yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> i do said just give him a hug <laughs> 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 and i think i think that'll do it for this week as always you yeah. can you can find us on twitter at jpp podcast find us on the website at jppodcast.com or i think that's not actually how it is i think it's Com.
0: or just press play button.
2: or on facebook you can always find us he's on only facebook the host, at just y'all. press play he's only
1: the host
0: <laughs> and, only and,
2: doing I'm this getting, and i'm for seven months <laughs> and i'm apparently having to take a pay cut from my already low budget of zero dollars so all right well i think that'll do it for this week uh peace out Peace. peace. So, should the poll question
0: this week be should Kevin take a percentage based pay cut or a $3 pay cut?
1: Put it on the poll. <laughs> should Kevin pay LJ and Pops to be on the, <laughs> <on> the pod?
2: <laughs> just, I just have a weekly draft that I, that goes to y'all each, each week. Oh, $3, $3. Until you find us a better host. That's how you get out of paying us. <laughs> Is there a way that I just improve and and can get back to not having to pay? (laughs) Any day now.